Hello and welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg, where we embrace newcomers and OGs alike to crypto, NFTs, Metaverse, and Web3. So step into our little virtual cafe and prepare to learn alongside of us. On today's show, I have one, oh my gosh, one of my favorite humans in the Web3 world. She introduced me really to, to the Web3 community, having me on one of her early Twitter spaces. And uh, it, today's show, really, we're going to talk about uh, going from Web 2 to Web 3 in career and what that's like. We're also going to talk about the whole community of one of one artists. I know a lot of times in NFTs, we talk about these giant collections, um, but really artists are the backbone of the NFT community. So I can't imagine anyone else who I'd rather dive into these topics with today than Lori Grace Bailey, an extreme weather and wedding photographer, NFT project advisor, host of Elevating Women in Web3, and founding member of my BFF. Uh, Lori, it's such a delight having you. Oh my gosh, Randy, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I am just delighted to be here, but I, I don't want to say delighted because I'm ecstatic and it's just, you know, I, I can't believe that you even like calling out OG. Like I feel OG now. Like I'm like, oh my goodness. I think I am now in the OG category. You are a hundred percent. When I, I mean, when I got into the NFT space, like you were already established as the leader uh, of the community. So um, you you certainly have earned that. Okay, Lori, before we dive into our conversation, since we are, this is the Crypto Cafe, this podcast, what what are you drinking in the metaverse? What What is your oh, drink of choice? Okay, so I did host my, my Twitter space this morning, and I had to get the coffee, a couple of cups of coffee to get me going to keep keep me through, but I have to wane off of that. So I'm just drinking tea now, just regular uh, Lipton tea, just to kind of keep keep the keep uh, wetting the whistle and, and get me through. That's very healthy. I mostly just chug coffee until I can switch to wine. So that's uh, oh, <laughs> that's that's the story of my life over here. Um, so sounds like me when I'm degenning. Oh goodness. <laughs> so who is Lori Grace Bailey? You, I feel like you have so many careers. You have so many lives. Um, what are you know? How would you describe yourself and and what you're working on to uh, to someone just meeting you? Oh my goodness, Randy! Thank you for that. You know, it's so hard, right? Because I've I've just kind of you know meandered through life and and found my way. You know, I think a lot of us do. You know, we 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 go through life and we 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 have the the kids and we have the family and we have the corporate job, but then we start to look for something more significant. Um, and as I got older, I started to feel that search for significance and. Um, when I was able to finally pursue that that passion for photography, um, you mentioned I'm an extreme weather photographer and a wedding photographer. Did you notice that both of those require like people who are into adrenaline rushes? Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what's me. more extreme, like chasing lightning or putting up with brides. I'm I'm honestly oh not sure like which is more dangerous and more extreme. <laughs> I, I would definitely say the storm chasing aspect is, is definitely more dangerous, but there's nothing more potentially d uh, damaging to a photography career if you get a wedding wrong or if you forget <laughs> to, you know, if you forget to uh, save to both cards when you're trying to shoot. Because sometimes 
you could have a card failure. And if you have a card failure in a wedding and you lose someone's entire wedding in ha- or half of a wedding, you're done. You're done as a photographer. So that's a little nerve-wracking. But I just, you know, quite honestly, I talk to the brides. It's all about the preparation, getting out there, doing in, in, uh, engagement sessions with them, just so they know that I am such a, a great photographer. I know that sounds so cocky, but no, you, you have are. to be in the wedding business. You yeah. really do. And so when they do, once they see that, they're they're like, oh, this is this a piece of cake, and and they they put their faith in me for that day. So I'm excited to be able to you know to help people through that day just so that they can have fun. But getting after a storm, you never know what Mother Nature is going to do. I have been struck by lightning, not Whoa. when I was chasing storms, but back in 2001, um, the doctor was kind of like, well, you're either dead or alive. But what he failed to tell me was that my short-term memory would be zapped. So, like, I'm terrible. I, pe- people don't notice that in my spaces, but um, it really is a, somewhat of a disability to have to constantly forget where everything is or who's what name or whatever and then of course it gets worse when you're older Mm. okay wait what was the first extreme photograph that you took or the first first storm that you really went into if you can remember oh of course it and and you know what and it came out horribly like it was a nighttime storm here in arizona and i thought oh i have this really great wedding camera you know this these these cameras and all these great lenses uh, that I invested in for the wedding business. And I pointed it at the night sky and got these really pretty purples. And then when I edited it, looking back at that first picture, though, of course, I posted it on Facebook back in the day. And my family was like, you are so great at this. And now I look at that picture going, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe I even posted that. It's just atrocious. So it was just a nighttime picture of, of lightning. But I was kind of hooked after that. And it's always just that pursuit to get better and better. Because once you start to get that adrenaline rush, you just kind of want to feed off of that. Hence Web3, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, you know, I, I once heard someone say that if you if you don't look back at your original work and feel a little embarrassed about it, you haven't evolved enough as a, as a founder and oh, as an artist. Um, okay, so where Absolutely. where does crypto come into all of this? Because it sounds like you are having a lot of success as a wedding photographer. You have your, mm-hmm. your extreme storm photography. Where in there does someone mention crypto to you or do you discover it? Yeah, you know, that that's such a, a great uh, a bridge for me because I was, at the time, I was, you know, j- I didn't know anything about crypto, but of course, at work, you see a, a bunch of the bros hiding in a corner, like, what are you all doing on your phones? And they're trading Dogecoin. And they finally let me in. They said, well, here's what we're doing. You're probably not interested. I'm like, like, heck, I'm not interested. You know, I'm I'm willing to, 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 to bet a little bit of coin, right? And so I started to dabble just a little bit into the Doge and the, the Shiba and the and the things. I, I could afford to, to lose a few bucks. Um, but then it started to, to grow, and I, I started to make a little bit of money that way. Like, wow, this is somewhat sustainable. Yes, I could lose it all tomorrow, but it's somewhat sustainable. And then I noticed that at that same time, I had a couple of storm chasing friends, of storm chaser friends who – um, actually jumped into the NFT space. And at the time, I was like, what's an NFT, right? Like back in, we're talking last June. So we're talking place to scene or maybe Jurassic era in the NFT space. Um, last June, I was like, what is this? But thanks to, to the year before me starting to dabble into crypto, it was a little bit easier for me to 
to bridge that gap. You know, it wasn't a, a, a deep dive right into NFTs or Web3. So I was able to do that. And when I saw them having success as artists in this space, that is what really, um, really sparked that, that fire for me because all of these miles that I drive to capture these extreme weather shots and to, to have it displayed um, via the Associated Press or Reuters and seeing like, look, mom, I'm on TV and I only got paid $200 for all of my work. That was kind of a burn. And yeah. so not having to deal with, with the middleman, you know, or, you know, a third party to try and get my content out there to finally sell my work and have a chance at, at freedom as an artist and for a collector to value my work as a one of one artist. It was a no brainer for me, if that makes sense. And so I did. And the first week that I jumped into NFTs, I sold almost an ETH two images of, they were really great shots, mind you, but um, two collectors came in and actually bought my art. And it was like for one ETH at the time versus all of the works that I had done up to that point for a couple of hundred bucks. It was a no-brainer for me at that point. Wow. It's it's really exciting. And for any of our listeners who maybe don't even know what it means when we say that one ETH or two ETH, uh, I guess, depending on <laughs> depending on when that was, that was anywhere in Ethereum is, was worth anything right. between $2,000 and $4,000, depending exactly. on uh, that, ex- that exact moment. So, uh, Lori, can you give us a lay of the land of what is really good that you're excited about about web3 right now and what desperately needs to change so we don't go down a bad path oh randy you know oh that that's 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 a question i ask myself each and every day the good thing about it i tell people you know i'm not going to lie just as i've shared that little story is that i came for the community i came for the coin but i stayed for the community i know i shared that with you when i first got to to speak with you uh, early on in, in a space, in Twitter space, but I, I, I still believe that to the day, to this day. The reason I'm still here is because of the community. I mean, I'm, I'm part of this hug community. It's amazing, um, the, just the growth of of these type of communities where people actually give a crap about each other, right? And they're there, and the support is like I've never seen before. And even in the photography community, had it not been for some of these incredible photographers. Um, in the space, and I didn't even know that many of these were like uh, major award-winning photographers. I didn't even know who I was speaking with, but they were just celebrating me, guiding me through the space, answering the questions, and just taking their time um, to to allow me to figure it all out in due time. And that was the best thing, and that still is to me the reason that I show up every day because people have shown up for me, and I want to reciprocate that. But the bad things in the space. You know, I, I really think that because we're still early, we need to see things get a lot easier. Adoption is not easy because you've got to figure out um, all of the fears. You know, there are real fears, and I think it's it's okay for people to come to someone who's who's looking into to, to onboarding to NFTs and for that person to say, I have these fears. It looks like a Ponzi scheme. It looks like scammers are out there. Well, there are scammers everywhere. It's true. That is true. And that's why we need to talk about you being safe in what you do and finding your your community of people who can help you and guide you through so that you aren't taking unnecessary risks. Um, so I really think that adoption 
you know, it, it, it seems so early to me. It's it's almost like we're kind of in the MySpace era of mm-hmm. of Web3. And so it's a little clunky right now, but it's getting better. It's getting easier. Absolutely. I like to equate it to like the the early days of SMS when you couldn't SMS someone who was on a different uh, network from you. So like like my my husband was on Verizon. I was on AT&T and we couldn't text each other. (laughs) I feel like it's like those early days. Um, But I I love what you're saying. Uh, I love it came for the coin, stayed for the community is is so beautiful and and so true. Maybe you could also, I really owe you a lot for opening my eyes beyond just these big 10,000 unit collections um, and really start, Mm. you were the first person who really challenged me to go deeper and to start appreciating (laughs) the artists. And um, I'm grateful to you for that. You really set me on a huge journey. Can you uh, give our listeners a lay of the land for what it's like um, being kind of more of a fine artist in the NFT space and kind of seeing all of these multi-thousand unit collections around you? Absolutely. You know, everybody, I, I like to tell people that that there is something for everybody in Web3. And that's, what, that's what's so exciting about this. Um, you can take that first step into Web3 and, it, and you literally have a blank. Just a, like, I remember these, these big... Um, these big um, pallets or these big boards that you could draw on that you could buy it at the, at the store. And it was these giant pads, right. And you'd grab the, the Crayola 64, you get the good crayons for Pete's sake and you start to just draw and let your mind go wild. That to me is what web three was for me as an artist, as a one of one artist. In other words, I don't have, pro- I don't have a project I am my project. I am the utility. My art is what I sell. And and that's my photography. And there are other people, my goodness, I have really come to love so many other digital artists and people who who are, are, are doing art on canvas. You name it. There are if there's an artist out there, they have the potential to to find success in web three as a what what we call a one of one artist, right? They're not putting out the 10,000 apes or 10,000 this or 10,000 that they're just out here to find someone who is willing to collect that art from them, um, not have to be necessarily curated or go through a gallery or have prior experience as an influencer on Instagram, but instead they can start fresh and they can find a really great community that will help them through that. And if they show up for themselves, like I did, and I just kept showing up for myself you can find success. And that's what's so encouraging for me. And I, I just want to continue to to be able to elevate more people who are doing that. And that's why I keep bringing up one of one artists, because I really do think that we ha- we've only begun to scratch the surface of um, collectors actually wanting to just buy something because it's beautiful, you know, as, as just a single one of one piece or perhaps an addition piece. Uh, absolutely. If you're just joining us, uh, hello, welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. Delighted to have you here. I'm even more delighted to be speaking with Lori Grace Bailey, an extreme weather and wedding photographer and now a leader in the Web3 community. Lori, I'm curious, what are some of your kind of pinch me moments since getting into Web3? I know I've had a lot of wild moments myself in the past six months or so. What, what are some of yours? You know, where I am today 
compared to looking back and, and and I tell people to do this also, you know, in this space, it seems like this space is we're in a, a time machine and time travels so much faster. Time moves so so much quicker in this space. And those those pinch me moments have all resulted in um, I have to admit, first selling out my first collection when I put out a, a 25 piece uh, collection of one of ones, in other words, 25 unique separate uh, fo- photos of specific lightning crossing a rainbow or something insane um, doing re- weird things like that. Extraordinary shots. And once that first one finally sold out, it was it was like the culmination of all of the effort that I put into it. And knowing that I found my place in this space and then that second pinch, pinch me moment was when I, I got through the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out, the imposter syndrome. I was ready to quit and people the community just stood by me and I sold out that second collection pretty quickly. And it was because people resonated with, with what I was doing, um, trying to build community and um, having that second collection sell out was really uh, motivating for me because I knew at that point I no longer had to be gaslit. I know I no longer had to listen to being gaslit by people or, you know, stop believing in myself. That was the breakthrough moment that I had, Randy, that I knew that my art was great, that I'm extraordinary, and that I actually have a, a place in this space, and that I can actually move forward with confidence. And I really did step in from a place of lacking self-confidence to where I'm at now, where I'm extremely bullish on myself. And so through those moments, I would have to say that the last the last few months stepping into these these new um, these new roles, including with Hug um, and all these other roles that I'm doing, it's just it's been sensational. And I I almost like need to pinch myself today. Like, is this real? Because I I'm just this lone this lowly little storm chaser. But people, you know, are resonating with that, and they they re- they resonate with the vulnerability, but they also resonate with the fact that you can be a success. It's the whole. Walt Whitman, you know, that, that you can contribute a verse. What will your verse be? You know, it's, it's O'Neal life. It's the summation of the end of that, of that, uh, of that poem. Absolutely. And I, I am bullish on you also, Lori. You are exceptionally talented. And um, I'm so grateful to have you both as a friend, as an advisor on on Hug. Um, it's really incredible. It kind of going down that, that, path a little bit more what now that you uh, have come out the other side a little bit of learning to gain confidence in yourself what advice would you give to artists out there especially in the web3 community that are maybe they're getting discouraged that they're not mm-hmm. standing out in the in all the noise because there's so much art out there um or they're getting discouraged that their art hasn't sold yet what would you tell them you know i i, I do this I hear this each and every time my DMS are pretty open and I do my best to, to respond to them, but I hear the same thing quite often. And that's that they, you know, they say, Lori, I just, just like you said, I feel like I'm speaking into the void. And the fact that there is this great community out there of people who want to help you on that journey. I mean, look at what, look at what hug is doing with, with the curation and with group hug and, you know, and, and hedgehog. I mean, I'm just, Look at just one project, what, what one project is capable of doing. That's what community individuals are out there doing that every day, um, being there for one another. And I like to tell people that imagine 
we all took whatever light we have, I have a certain amount of followers. Other people have have less followers than, than I do, or they might have more. But every one of us has a little bit of a light, even if it's that tiny little keychain mag light that's on our, our keychain. I don't know if anybody else has that, but, you know, the tiny light, yes. even that light, can, can you can still widen the beam. So I just try to tell people every one of us can widen the beam and we can share in that in that effort to make sure that these people, that nobody feels left behind or feels left out. So just connect Connect with people that you resonate with and don't be afraid to send them DMs. Don't be afraid to reach out because you're going to be as surprised as I was when I first got here because that is what, it, that is what helped me make it is, was the community. The people are the ones who guided me and helped me through it. And I'm just so grateful, Randy. I'm truly grateful each and every day to spend hours and hours in this space because mm. I want to build. I want to build something beautiful. And it's such a blank slate. I know you've, you've said that before, that we, we are at ground level, and that stuck with me more than ever. I'm like, give me the tools. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. We, we have the shovels. Like we're, we're just uh, we're digging. So, Lori, in our final minutes together, uh, what are you focused on now? What are, uh, I know you, you're an advisor to several different projects. You have your own art. So what, what are you most excited about that you're working I do, on? I do. You know, I love hosting spaces. It's kind of, it's kind of my jam now. I love, I used to be, you know, as a trans woman, I went through issues. I went through a lot of uh, a lot of months and a lot of struggles to actually come out of my shell and to find that confidence that I needed. And now I just look back and I'm like, I don't know who she was, but she was a scared little girl, but she is not a scared little girl anymore. I love hosting these spaces to be able to continue to elevate other voices, but also to just inspire. Like I said this today is that I don't want to be influential. I don't want to be an influencer, you know, like you, like we, we know influencers to be. I want to be impactful. I don't want to be influential. I want to be impactful like a meteor, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how confident I am today. And that's why, like, people don't forget me. I'm still a one-of-one artist, first and foremost. I still have wares that I want to sell. And so I have to keep keep letting people know that that's what I'm doing. But I'm also building at the same time. So I think you can you can do both. And I am getting ready to drop a new collection. And when it's ready, it'll come out. So just be on the lookout for that. And there are going to be some amazing, extraordinary shots that you, that with the likes that you've never seen. And so, you know, that's what I'm looking towards next. And then in, in the next few weeks, I'm actually traveling to the plains, the Great Plains for two weeks, Randy, wow. to chase tornadoes again. So hopefully I'll come back alive and with more content to sell as my own, as a one-of-one artist. You're amazing. I can't wait for for that collection. And um, uh, I, I can't wait to see everything that happens. Your, so your Twitter space is just, uh, first of all, you are an incredible host. I highly recommend to anyone Thank who's you. listening to check out your Twitter spaces. Do you, you host them every day? Uh, they're three times a week, but I've actually signed on. Um, not signed on. I'm actually a part of a project, a new project as well. And we're going to start doing other spaces also. And of course, I love jumping into hug spaces mm. and my BFF spaces. It's like I just can't get enough. And no, I'm not tiring of any of this. It's, <laughs> isn't it really remarkable to just continue to want more? 
It is. It's a, it's a sign that you're doing the right thing. Um, okay, final question is: What is in your wallet? Because I you learn so much、oh. about someone by the <laughs> NFTs they've collected. So, what what are some of the highlights if we peeked into your、oh, your wallet?、Goodness. Oh my goodness! I love it. Well, I've got. I was just looking. By the way, I'm digging that hug pass floor. I don't know if you've noticed, but that I, floor is mooning. I haven't. You know, doing well. I've been recording this podcast for the last two hours, and I keep getting all these pings like, "Check out the hug floor!" <laughs> and I was like, "I,、yes. I'm, I'm busy doing Web two stuff, everyone." <laughs> Hold We're on. We're hovering around point point two one right now.、So、okay. Yes. We're not going to know, but. I do have my. I did mint my U by by my BFF, and she is amazing. She looks like me. She's got a ball cap on. She has a lightning like a, a lightning bolt on her fingernails. Yes. And there's clouds in the background. That's、so、perfect that. for you.、Um, the heist, indigenous women. I have a lot of women PFPs,、um, uh, and I have a lot of a lot of art and a lot of photography. But boss babes, I'm loving boss babes. People need to check out Pink Cat. I'm just looking at Rebel Society, Mojo Heads, Magic Mind, Women from Venus. I'm just scrolling down, Randy. I could keep going. No, these are、I'm、all these are all amazing、oh、projects,、goodness. and you are like just at the pinnacle of of a.、Uh, Leadership for this community. So, Lori, I'm just I'm so grateful to you each and every day. You you give so much,、um, and、uh, I can't wait for many more years of collaboration and fun together. Where can our listeners go to、uh, to connect with you? Yeah, you know, everywhere, and and thank you for that, Randy. It just it really means the world. You have been so approachable, and I am just so grateful for that. Uh, and for these opportunities, because that is another great thing about Web three is that, you know, I have just been able to talk freely to so many wonderful people, and it, it's not like there's this this class or anything. It's just people being people, and we're artists and we love art. So, you know, if you just look up wherever you are, whether you're in Instagram, YouTube, or especially Twitter, Twitter is my jam right now. Lori Grace A Z is, and that's always been my my jam. But it's Lori Grace A Z, which is a, which is is short for Arizona. So Lori Grace A Z, and you'll find me pretty much anywhere. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining on the podcast today. It's a delight to to have you. Thanks for taking time out of your Twitter Spaces hosting and letting me turn the mic back on you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, and I'll I'll see you back、uh, in the metaverse. Sounds great. All right, that was Lori Grace Bailey, extreme weather photographer. I mean, you have to check out her photography. It is, it will blow your mind. It's so good. She's also a wedding photographer, advisor to many NFT projects, and host of Elevating Women in Web Three.、Uh, tune in next week for a brand new episode here on Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg.